It's entitled, Jesus the Great High Priest. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may, have, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Revelations chapter 1. That's easy to find. It's the last book of the Bible. How far do we read, Pastor? Uh, Revelation, just a few verses. Revelation 1, verse 12 to 16. Revelation chapter 1, commencing with verse 12. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in the furnace. And his voice was, the like, was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, from his mouth came a sharp, two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. May the Lord add his blessing to our reading this morning. Our text verse <clears throat> is from Hebrews, Hebrews 4 verse 14. <clears throat> Since then... We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. And our topic, our high priest who passed through the heavens. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, we celebrated Ascension Day last Thursday. And the Ascension of our Lord is the most joyous, the greatest doctrines of our Reformed faith. Jesus' ascension gives comfort, joy. And it comes down to us that we have a Redeemer in heaven that prays for us, that lays our needs before His Heavenly Father. And if we only can distance ourselves from the earthly worries and the things of earth, that keeps us so busy and occupied, then we can allow ourselves to see in faith our Lord Jesus Christ who ascended to heaven. And today we will see our Lord Jesus Christ through His Spirit and His words. Jesus who ascended to heaven and we can rejoice as the disciples rejoiced in Luke 24, verse 52, 
when Jesus ascended to heaven. But we may ask, why can we be comforted? Why can we have joy with Jesus' ascension to heaven? This was the day given to celebrate, to have heavenly joy already on earth. But you cannot celebrate this if you don't believe in Jesus. The Bible teaches that you can't have a relationship with God apart from Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension. And a sinner that is saved by grace alone, I need a high priest who has entered heaven, sat down at the right hand of God. God is the exalted ruler of all things who determines everything reigns from heaven, but we cannot approach the throne of his glory. And that's according to Psalm 24, verse 3. We needed the glorified Jesus to go before God the Father so that we might draw near to him. And Jesus is that high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold to Fast to our confession teaches our Bible reading in Hebrews 4 verse 14. And these are some of the most richest verses in the Bible. Why is Jesus our high priest? And to answer this question, we need to understand the function of a high priest. What a high priest is. And we need to think back of the high priest in the Bible and we need to know that they were important men in high stature. The high priest was the supreme leader of the Israelites. The office of the high priest was hereditary, was traced from Aaron, the brother of Moses, of the Levite tribe. And we read this in Exodus 28 verse 1, also Numbers 18 verse 7. The high priest had to be whole, physically, without any physical defect, defects, only in his conduct, Leviticus 21, verse 6 to 8. And because the high priest held such a high leadership position, one of his roles was also overseeing the responsibilities of the other priests, Second Chronicles 19, verse 11. And though the high priest could participate in ordinary priestly ministries, certain functions, functions were only given to him. Only the high priest could wear the Urim and the famine stones on their chest used to determine true or falsity. You'll see later on that Jesus wore that as well when John saw, the, saw him in heaven. And for this reason, the Israelites or the Hebrew people would go to the high priest to know the will of the Lord. Numbers 27 verse 21. An example of this was when Joshua was commissioned by Eliezer, the high priest, to assume some of Moses' responsibilities. And the high priest also had to offer a sacrifice, a sin offering, not only for the sins of the whole people, the congregation, but also for himself. And the most important duty of the high priest was to conduct 
the service on the Day of Atonement, the tenth day of the seventh month of every year. And then only the high priest was allowed to enter the most holy place. Behind the veil, behind the curtain, to stand before God as a representative to the people. And having made then a sacrifice for himself and for the people, he then brought the blood into the Holy of Holies and he sprinkled it on the mercy seat, the Ark of the Covenant, God's throne, Leviticus 16, verse 14 to 15. And he did this to make atonement for himself and for the people for all their sins committed during the year that has just ended. But how important that high priest was in Israel's history. They were only shadows of the high priest that gave his own life as a reconciliation for our sins. And this high priest is the only high priest, and this is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he assures our Bible reading, as passed through the heavens, here's Jesus, the Son of God. It's written in a very interesting way. Past has passed through the heavens. The high priest of the Old Testament went to the most highly place. Behind the veil to stand before God. But none of them could pass through the heavens to stand before God's throne. And of all the high priests, there was but one. And Jesus was the greatest. Jesus was the only high priest was called by the Father, ordained and anointed by the Spirit. And again, the high priest of Israel was anointed to perform the holy service and sacrifices for Israel and himself, so that the Lord could forgive their sins. But Jesus was the ultimate high priest who could bring the ultimate service. There's something wonderful to see how the prophecies were fulfilled. And we can see this in his office as high priest. His sacrifice that he brought at Golgotha was enough and wants to bring reconciliation. But he has passed through the heavens to come before the throne of God. And he's still performing. His duties as high priest. Although he made an ultimate sacrifice already. That's fulfilled. So we may ask what duties are Jesus still, still performing? Lord's Day 19 of the Heidelberg Catechism, we confess that Christ is in heaven on our behalf and that his headship, he's now king of the church, brings the greatest glory to our church. He defends us. He keeps us safe from all enemies. And through His Holy Spirit, He poured His gift from heaven upon His members. The duties of a high priest. With His heavenly gifts poured upon through His Spirit <coughs> at Pentecost, He comforts, He builds, He <coughs> strengthens our faith through the preaching of the gospel, the administration of the sacraments, and He brings us closer to His loving care. When we fall into sin through discipline. And our high priest is in heaven before the throne of God. And so Hebrews is teaching us, hold on to this confession. 
The Lord is still connected to us. And we are allowed to see Jesus through his word and spirit. And so the Apostle John tells us exactly what Jesus is doing in Revelation 1 as the high priest. He gave us a look into heaven, into the work of our high priest. Revelation 1 verse 13 to 16, And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and a golden sash around his chest. Remember the thummim that the high priest wore. And the hair of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, from his mouth came a two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. And so the Apostle Paul saw Jesus after his ascension. Jesus as high priest in heaven. And John saw Jesus as the Son of Man, on the cross as the risen Lord, and he was certain that it was Jesus. Remember, he was one of the apostles. And John saw him as he was on earth, but also now that he is in heaven. There's so many similarities John saw. But the biggest difference, difference is his majesty. It's still Jesus, the anointed son of God. But John also sees Jesus as high priest. Jesus is clothed with a long robe, golden sash around his chest. Later on, in the book of Revelation, you will hear it's truth. The same function that a high priest on earth had. But Jesus said in John 14, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He is the ultimate truth that can come before the Lord. The long robe is the high priestly robe that every high priest wore when they entered the most holy place. And Jesus entered in the ultimate, most holy place. He passed through the heavens. God's home. And so Jesus is our eternal high priest who brought a sacrifice of our sins and at the same time was the sacrifice. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. That's a sign of his holiness. Sign that he is our high priest, that he is the ancient of days, and he is the only high priest, and the whiteness of his hairs also show that his task is fulfilled. He is in a state of glorification, and he is our only high priest in heaven, and he's there to our benefit. And so our text in Hebrews 4 verse 15 comforts, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in very respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Listen carefully. It's written in the present time. We have a high priest in heaven. Even though he's glorified, he's still connected to us. He sees everything that is happening here on earth. 
His eyes are like a flame of fire, Revelation 1 verse 14. And he knows our thoughts, our prayers, our suffering, the things we pray for. And he's still very much connected with his people. He's holding the seven stars, the church, in his right hand. But he also sees the worst, sin. The attacks on his people. He sees dissensions in the church. He sees when we are forming factions. He sees when we act in disobedience. But he also sees the sinner who comes before him who pleads for forgiveness. And he brings the sinner before his father's throne when he prays for us. And we know that there are a thousand dangers now that threaten God's church. We know that we are encircled by many enemies. And therefore we pray, brothers and sisters, these enemies want to destroy God's church. They want to bring dissension. They do not want us to meet as God's word demands. And these enemies threaten with violence. But I also seduce with cunningness. This evening you will hear a charge that the devil brought against Joshua, the high priest. The cunningness of the devil. But ultimately they want to take our eyes away from our high priest in heaven. That means they want to take our certainty away that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you are going through a difficult time. And at that time, Satan is sowing his seeds of despair in your heart. And you are thinking that Christ's redemption on the cross is not for you, that your sin is too great. Today you are encouraged in Hebrews 4 verse 12 to hold fast to that confession. Which confession? The confession that reads... Jesus is our high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. And you are encouraged to hold on to Jesus. And when you hold on, you can know that certain to a certainty that Satan and all his co-workers can come. They can come with accusations like he came to Joshua. But you will also hear our Lord Jesus Christ praying in heaven, Father, keep your child strong. Romans 8 verse 33 to 34, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is now at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Father, keep your child strong. This is our Lord Jesus Christ interceding for us at his Father's throne. The ultimate high priest. We should never forget that our Lord is praying for us. When you pray, remember that the Lord is praying for you as well. And although our prayers are sometimes not answered as we want, we can know that Jesus' prayers are always answered. And he lays our needs before his Father. What should we do? 
Hebrews 4 verse 14 encourages, let us hold fast to our confession. You have a calling to hold on to your confession. To hold on to your confession is not only the ascension, but the confession that Jesus is Lord. He's a high priest who has passed through the heavens. Is Jesus the Son of God. Therefore, we need to examine our motives, our hearts, our conscience, that Jesus' reconciliation was enough. We don't need anything else. But it's also an exhortation to confess Jesus, to repent from sin, because to continue living in sin is terrible. Let us repent of those sins that still separate us from the Lord and give all glory to the King of Kings. Let us hold on to the confession that Jesus is Lord and wait patiently for our Lord Jesus' return. He's coming again. And when we appear before him, the judge, the high priest, who paid for our sins with his own blood, we don't have to fear the judgment. Jesus, our high priest, will be the judge as well. And the verdict will be not guilty because of what Jesus has done, giving his life for us. His redemption, the redemption through his atoning death on the cross and eternal life in peace. Pray, faithful church, that Jesus will return soon where he will take care of us in all eternity and live boldly, confidently, with lifted heads, waiting for Jesus as servants of the exalted King of heaven and times where Satan and his enemies threaten. It's times when you don't know anymore. Remember that Jesus is interceding for you. Preach about the kingdom of God. Have an insight in the things that are happening now on church. In the world. Also things that needed to happen before Jesus will return. And know that your labors in the Lord are not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58. Jesus governs his church. He's holding his church in his right hand. And he promised in Revelation 1 verse 3, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. <coughs> For the time is near. Rejoice. Jesus ascended to heaven. Jesus will be there for our good until he comes again. Come again soon. And come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we pray and thank you that we can rejoice that our Lord is in heaven. And you told us exactly what our Lord Jesus Christ is doing is interceding for us. He's still performing faithfully the duties of our only high priest who gave his life for us. He's the ancient of days. He's our king. And he's holding his church in his hands. 
Lord, there's so many enemies that threaten us, that are attacking us, that are bringing charges against us. But our Lord Jesus Christ is defending us before you. And we thank you, Lord, for such a high priest in heaven. The Ancient of Days. Father, we pray for your church, your people. We pray that we will, with certainty, hold on to the confession that Jesus is Lord. That we will look with uplifted heads towards heaven and not to this earth. Because we are awaiting our Lord Jesus' return. Comfort your people, Lord. Amen.